You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. One of the first weather statements of the season is in effect for the afternoon and evening today. And it's a warning of snow and ice pellets and possibly freezing rain. And that is a perfect recipe for one of the biggest health hazards, especially as we age. I'm talking about falls. The World Health Organization estimates there are 646,000 fatal falls each year. Our bones get thinner and more prone to break as we get older. And in Canada, between 20 and 30 percent of people over 65 fall every year. Think about that number. It's a really big number. It ends up threatening their independence and their general well-being and costing the health care system an estimated, get this, $2.2 billion dollars. billion in hospitalizations, surgeries, rehab programs, and other expenses. That number, by the way, is from the Alliance for a National Senior Strategy. So uh, what are some of the things you should look out for? What can we do to avoid falling? That is a very important question. And uh, I'd also like to hear from you about your experiences, maybe you or a loved one, an experience of falling. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. And right now we are going to Dr. Jeff Fernie, who is the Research Institute Director at the Toronto Rehab Institute. And in studio, I'd like to welcome Lisa Hartford, the National Communications Lead... And she's done CARP's Deck the Halls Without Falls booklet. Welcome to you both. Thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Okay. Hello. Hello. Okay, let's start with uh, Dr. Fernie. Uh, So um, do you see a big increase with the kind of weather I've described? Yeah, we do. Um, It's about 21,000 people in Ontario on an average winter end up in an emergency room because they slip on ice and snow. And um, the solution, the biggest part of the solution, is actually rather obvious. Um, It's crazy to go out in icy weather with shoes that don't grip ice. It's as simple as that. I mean, you, you simply wouldn't go out in a car with bald tires, so you shouldn't go out with uh, winter boots or without winter boots that are performing well. Wow. <laughs> you know, I thought I knew something about this subject, but that surprises me that a big cause of this are people just not putting their boots on? Yeah. I don't know why it surprises you. Um, one, of the pro- one of the big problems is that not all winter boots are any good. I mean, quite a lot of winter boots are awful. Um, but uh, if you get the right winter boots, the chances are that, and you walk carefully, you, you uh, pay attention, the chances are you'll get away with it. But uh, if you are wearing um, footwear that doesn't stick to the ground, then... Um, it's just a, you know, you, you, you're a casualty waiting to happen. 
Okay. Uh, you know, I'm assuming that when you're talking about boots that don't grip, you're mostly referring to young people, maybe young women wearing those really good-looking high-heeled boots. No. no? Actually, I'm not. No. <sighs> Um, they, 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 they do take a risk themselves, but no, um, if you go out and buy boots that are described as winter boots, you might be quite impressed. You'll look at a boot that has an aggressive looking tread, probably has an attractive name, um, that implies that you could climb a mountain in the winter. Um, but when you actually stand up on it on ice, it may not uh, stick at all. Um, it's not obvious by looking at a boot whether it's going to perform or not. So that's why we run a service um, continually where we test all winter boots in the lab here and we publish the results. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, what else is a big uh, problem? Lisa, what did you find? Well, as I sit across from you here in studio, Libby, you can't tell, but I'm wearing one of those air casts on my broken foot from oh. falling down the stairs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've fallen a lot. I have a, a very weak ankle. And this is the first time at age 50 that I've actually had a break. And so as our bones do get frail, this is more of a problem for many people. What to watch for is not wear slippers. Walking around your house, that's one of the worst things that you can do indoors. Um, proper footwear is certainly important outdoors. My neighbor swears by her cleats that she has attached to her boot. Um, clearing snow and ice, definitely a priority. But back inside, cut the clutter. Get rid of those throw rags that are on the floor. Yeah, that's a that's a big deal. I once had a, a terrible accident slipping on exactly that. Uh, it was a, I was bringing in was a long, long time ago, but it ended up wrecking one of my knees really badly. Yeah. Uh, it, I was carrying, it was the summer, I was carrying like Pyrex dishes in from a barbecue and I slipped on a, on a rug just inside the door. Yeah, they're dangerous for we, sure. We got rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. So another thing to consider indoors is proper furniture. If you've got someone in your home who's visiting or staying with you or living with you, is to get rid of um, those low, soft, comfy pieces of furniture that people have a harder time getting out of and may risk tumbling out of as they get older. So firmer, more upright, um, with arm armchairs, uh, with armrests are good to give you a little bit of a lift while you're trying to get out. And then I would say water in the kitchen and bathroom as well. That's a, such an easy slip and it's not always easy to see. It's not always easy to see. Um, what would you add to that, Jeff? Well, okay, let's, let's first of all talk about stairs. The most important part of stairs is to make sure there's a handrail on both sides, and it's a good functional handrail. Um, it's just one handrail is better than nothing, but it's actually you'll get twice as many accidents as if you have two. So you need two good, stout handrails. They need to be round in cross-section so that you can grasp them firmly with your hands, and they need to be at an appropriate height, which we say is, a, is 36 inches vertically from the nose of the stair. So that's the first thing to do. Um, uh, not every staircase kind of... Um, I, I can tell you that in, in our home... The stairs is kind of uh, three steps up, and there's a little landing, and there's another few, and then another few, and it really kind of doesn't lend itself uh, to a handrail. 
Well, that's unfortunate, but um, you can indeed put a handrail up almost any shape. There's a, the, there's a company that, that does that, and I guess I mustn't promote it. But uh, no, you can put handrails up each of the, on each of the straight sections, and you should. Um, without them, there's no way you're going to recover. If you start to fall, um, you, have to take a, you have to take a step to get your balance right, or you have to reach. Well, obviously, on the stairs, you can't take a step. So the only thing you can do is grasp the handrail and preferably hold it all the way up and all the way down. Okay. So that, that must happen. Now, the next thing is um, uh, laser is right. You have to worry about wet things. A lot of accidents uh, that end up as, um, as people in hospital happen in bathrooms. Um, slippery bathtubs, slippery floors. Um, you need good grab rails in bathrooms. What is a problem is that people will put towel rails up that if you grasp them, they just break. Um, yeah, they look good. the same, but they aren't the same. Yeah, well, don't have any rails up that, you can't, that won't take your weight. You need good grab bars to be able to safely get in and out of a tub or a shower. And you can't just have them on the far side. You need them so you can reach them at, to help you transfer in and out of the tub. Um, wet floors are a problem. Um, wet floors are a problem not just in bathrooms, but they're a problem in kitchens as well. Um, the, you could, you, you, good footwear, I mean, um, Lisa's exactly right, don't just go around in your slippers. Um, Accept the idea that you're slip. going to have some decent, yeah, you're going to have some decent running shoes or something that you put on when you're indoors. Um, and you can, if you only wear them indoors, you're not going to dirty the house up. You don't have to walk outdoors with them. They're the same concept as a slipper. It just takes a little bit more effort to put them on. Okay. I, I would like to take a call from Judy on line two. Judy, you have a personal experience. Hi there. Hi. Um, yes, I do, actually. Hello? Um, okay. Uh, something happened there. We're not having a lot of luck with the phones. Uh, Judy, if you're listening, please call back. We would really like to hear from you on that. Uh, and again, people, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-744-740. We are having a little trouble with the phones, but we're working on it and, and we really do want to hear from you. Uh, so, uh, one of the things that was interesting there when what uh, Dr. Fernie was talking about, and that's the grab bars in the bath, but, you know, a lot of uh, showers and bath have these, uh, you know, mats on the, on the bottom that are supposed to stick. But I found, especially in hotels, when they're not stuck on the bottom, they're, they're worse than nothing because they, they you think they're going to be sticking, but they don't stick. Lisa, you're nodding your head. I'm nodding my head. Not a good visual for radio, I understand. But I have a very strong personal opinion about those rubber mats in the showers and the bathtubs. They're, they're, I think they're trip hazards. I've had a difficult episode with one of them back at the cottage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dr. Fernie, do you have anything to say about that? Yeah. You know, one of the things that you might do if you're ever stuck in a hotel with a slippery bath and a slippery bathroom floor is sacrifice one of the towels. Um, wet it and put it on the surface. Um, that'll help a bit. Um, but it is uh, it is a problem. We are we are trying to study it at the moment. Um, 
uh, particularly stepping out in a hotel, stepping out if you over the side of a bathtub onto the floor is extremely dangerous. Um, so uh, I would, I, if I were worried, I would, I would wet a towel and put it down. Yeah, in the tub and on the floor, perhaps even. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, uh, I believe we have Judy from Stratford now on line one. Judy, are you there? Yes. Thank you so much for calling back. What What is your story? Okay, um, on December 31st last year, a uh, year ago, New Year's Eve, my mother fell in a nurse, in a nurse, uh, not a nursing home, but, but a retirement home. Mm-hmm. We had moved her in there a couple of years previous because she'd been having a lot of falls, the majority of them at night, going to the bathroom, and... Uh, she either wouldn't, she wouldn't put her shoes on, she wouldn't put the lights on, and things like that. So uh, anyway, she ended up going to the retirement home, and it was the same thing there. She had several falls and uh, was quite fortunate not to break anything until a year ago, and then she fell and broke her hip. And after she fell, um, she was in the hospital, and... Uh, she wasn't getting better. They were going to try and rehabilitate her, but she wasn't stable enough. And uh, then she ended up with a bladder infection that went septic. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And uh, so then we just, the doctor said she would likely wouldn't make it, so we had them make her comfortable, and she passed away on February the 4th. Sorry and, to hear that. Oh, thank you. Um, it's a difficult time, but uh, anyway, uh, we... we uh, we're always concerned about the way she did things. We even had a, even arranged through CCAC to have an occupational therapist come in and uh, make things easier for her. We did that both in her home and at the retirement home. And uh, but the problem is she was 94 and she wouldn't listen. And <laughs> after the therapist was gone, she'd change everything back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't do what she was told. She wouldn't take her walker into the washroom. Uh, she would leave it outside in the hallway, which is what she did the night that she fell. And uh, her balance wasn't good. And an- another concern I had, too, was um, the doctor didn't want her taking pills for sleeping because that can cause balance problems. Absolutely. And especially at night. And a family member was getting her from the States, this Tylenol PM, which you can't get in Canada. And after she passed away, I got looking at it, and it has like a sedative in it. And so um, I would encourage people to check the medications that they're taking over the counter. And um, the retirement home was in charge of her medications, and they knew that she took some um, non-prescription ones, and I think they should have taken a closer look at that because I think that that could very well have contributed to her, her fall. You, you know what? That is a huge problem, particularly a lot of people over 65 are on multiple medications. A lot of medications have benzodiazepines, and they, you know, blur your everything. So that is definitely something to look at. We've had many shows here where we encourage people to get a meds check from their pharmacist. It's covered because sometimes people are on things for a long time. They don't even remember why they're on it. And these things can impair you and make you more prone to falls. So really, I thank you very much, um, I, I thank you very much, Judy, for sharing that. Uh, I'd like to take a call on line two. 
Uh, let me look at who line Ziggy on line two in Simcoe. And you're going to bring up something. I was stunned when I first saw this statistics. And it's about people falling over pets. Ziggy, what's your story on that? Yes, well, that's exactly uh, what happened. I do animal rescue, and I was carrying something in my basement the one time, and you might say a cat's tail got under my foot. So I got the high five in the leg and uh, went down, hit my head. Oh, my goodness. Didn't think much of it, but it was concrete. Uh, Oh, no. 13 years later, uh, I ended up um, in Emerge for a few other reasons, and I actually had uh, an eMERGE doctor who had his wits about him. And uh, they did a CT scan on uh, my head and my neck and that. And it seems uh, number one and number two vertebrae are out of alignment. And they've been that way probably since that happened. And the way he put it to me was, don't get rear-ended or you'll be paralyzed. Oh, my. So um, the only thing that I can say uh, with pets, uh, what is it, 40% of... um, emergency room uh, people, uh, you know, come in because of accidents due to pets. Leave a light on at night. Don't worry about stepping on the damn cat's tail. (laughs) Your life is more important than you falling. You have to be vigilant in what you do. Um, I haven't had the problem since, but then I'm more aware of it because of what I do. Uh, But you hear of all these people falling down steps, because their dog ran in between their legs or whatever. If the dog is there, shoo it down the steps first. Go, doggy. Go get your bone. Uh, (laughs) It's called self-preservation. With a cat, well, they're a little bit swifter moving. You know, uh, they can get in between your legs within a couple seconds, and you don't even see where the heck they're coming from. But if people are more aware of it and what can happen... um, there's going to be a lot less bones broken. And with me, now I get to wear a cervical collar for the rest of my life. Oh, dear. But uh, at least I haven't been rear-ended. Got to look on the bright side. Okay. Thank you very much for that, Ziggy. Okay. Thank you. Okay. We we only have a couple of minutes left. Uh, One thing I want to put my two cents in, and I don't want to be preachy about this, but a lot has to do with whether you're in shape balance. If you do exercise, now even if you're in middle age and you haven't been exercising, you can start. You don't have to do something hard. You just do a little and it can really help your balance. And if you have good balance, you're less likely to fall. Lisa, you're nodding your head again. (laughs) You're so right. Um, Libby, you can do exercises from a seated position in a chair. You can look up chair yoga. Um, There are many, many options and CARP tells its members that uh, you should do about three hours of gentle, low-impact exercise every week, such as even housekeeping and gardening would be included in those hours. And we all know that housekeeping and gardening alone could take three hours a week. Um, But it's very, very important to keep balance. And um, I'll just check in with one thing you said earlier, Libby. We also talked to our members about getting a meds check, going to your doctor, and having your doctor review the medicines that that you're taking, but through a lens of balance. Will any of these medicines contribute to or heighten the the risk of you falling. So just to look through that lens. Okay. And uh, Dr. Fernie, uh, what else? Uh, Is is, uh, my uh, 
exercise prescription? Is that a, you know, a doable thing? Yeah, exercise is really important. Um, I used to trip a lot after I had my hip replaced. And um, now some three years later with two sessions of exercise a week, I haven't tripped for a long time. I hope that continues. But I mean, one of the key things is as we get older, um, as we swing our legs forward, we, we get closer and closer to the ground. And you, eventually people start shuffling. Um, and that as oh, you, the as, shuffle is bad. Yeah, and as that, as you, but as your leg swings forward, if you don't get enough clearance from the ground, it only has to hit a slight rise in the ground, and you stumble and over you go. So there are two big concerns. One is slipping in bad weather, particularly and on wet floors, and the other is tripping because you're not lifting uh, your feet high enough as you as you walk. Um, both need to be taken care of. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm afraid that is all the time we have for this segment. I'm going to want to revisit this. We couldn't get to all of your calls. Free for All Friday is coming up, and I'm definitely going to pick this up again because I don't think we even got to all of it. Uh, it's a really important thing, and we want all of our listeners to you know, be happy and healthy and definitely not to fall. Uh, So that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today. I'd like to thank Dr. Jeff Fernie with the Toronto Rehab Institute and Lisa Hartford with CARP. Thank you both for being with us and for our callers for sharing their experiences. And right now we are going to break for traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.